Welcome to the Commission Client Podcast. These are the real and raw stories of people that use their health success and struggles to better lead and serve others. If your goal of getting healthy is to have a static achievement, you will always come up short. Instead, find purpose in your health gains and be commissioned to better serve your purpose. I'm your guide and host, Dr. Kurt Perkins, introducing you to the real heroes in healthcare, the people just like you. Thanks for listening. All right, so today we have Courtney with us, and out of all the guests I've had, I've probably known you the longest. Yeah. When? Let's so you were see. just a little bitty teenager. When I was 15. 15 when you started under care. Yep. And then it progressed to you actually being my first hired employee. That's right, at 17. Um, so you're my second former employee on this. Awesome. So maybe that's a good thing that, like, you still talk to old, yeah. <laughs> old em- employees and all that type of stuff, but... Um, yeah, I guess kind of tell us about your health journey. Like you're coming at it younger than most people do. Most people wait till they're 40 or old people like me before they start taking care of their health. But you've kind of had that concern since early on. I have. And thankfully my parents are the reason that that has been a concern for me and why it is a big part of my life today. Um, kind of from a young age, I struggled with health um between like two and three I had a really bad reaction to my vaccines and my hair started falling out just like in chunks and so my parents were like what's going on with our daughter so they started taking me to doctors and like I still remember some of those tests just like they were traumatizing (laughs) um and ultimately they had no answer for my parents as to what was going on and So my parents kind of at that point were like, okay, maybe this isn't the best way to go. And that continued throughout my childhood. Um, I had strep a lot between like five and nine. Yeah. So I was just constantly on medicine for that. And when they started getting worried about the long-term effects of that on my health, the medical profession, of course, said, well, get her tonsils out. (laughs) So they did. And um, that was kind of the end of like my super sick part of my childhood. Yeah. But... The effects of that have continued and did continue throughout my teenage years. Um, But it was never really, I don't know, a concern for me so much. Like, I just felt like, well, this is normal. This is what life is like until I was 15. And my parents decided that we needed to start going to see a chiropractor. And I thought that they were absolutely insane. (laughs) Um, And then I saw the x-ray of my neck, which was, like, completely straight. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Well, that's probably not normal. (laughs) So that was kind of when I first started paying attention a little bit more to, you know, what I was doing and how I was treating my body. And then when I was working for you and I got so immersed in the culture of health and wellness is when my eyes really started to open to how broken the system was. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for those years of working with you because that has shaped the rest of my life and now health and wellness is not just something I take on for my own life but like I'm studying it so that I can hopefully help other people cool yeah um so as a teenager and I'm starting to get more and more of them because it's just a culture like kids feel they have to do more and more and more and so they're getting burnt out at 16 years old opposed to 46 years old yeah was that is that your generation thing or is that yeah I would say so and and the generation younger than me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I was playing two varsity sports, so I was in sports year-round, and um, on top of school, which I really, really worked hard on because I wanted to get good grades, because that was something that was always important to me, and my parents said, you know, they'd help me with, like, a car if I kept my grades up, so, yeah. like, I was constantly going at that, and then you throw in, like, friends and anything else that you take on in your life, and it does, like, you get bogged down pretty quick. Um, so I think that is kind of becoming more normal. And, of course, today we're, like, comparing ourselves to everybody because of social media. So yeah, you're a way there's even that much me, pressure. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, I think there is a lot more pressure on kids these days. Um, so as a teenager going into a doctor's office, like, is it any – like, I remember – blowing my shoulder out when I was a teen and just like hating the doctor like I'm sure that doesn't change for any of the generation but what like beside anything else other than kind of like the x-ray that clicked we like okay I actually have a problem because I feel like most teens like you said kind of chalk it off to this is normal like this is yeah my other friends have this too (laughs) right well one thing that really was affecting me as a teenager was my hormones like I just could not get my hormones to balance or to figure themselves out and um, I was always having really irregular cycles and I got really really depressed and just really struggled um, even to the point of having like suicidal thoughts around my cycles a few times and they were so irregular that like I couldn't figure out how to track it or what was going on and so when it would just hit me all of a sudden and I would just feel completely hopeless I was like I don't know what's going on yeah like maybe I'm just a terrible person and so I think once that piece started to work itself out, when I was under your care, I was like, okay, maybe this wasn't just normal. Maybe there is something yeah. else. But initially, when all that was going on, I had no idea. And there wasn't enough education, at least in my life, about hormones and how to track cycles and really understand what your body's doing to where I could have made any sense of it at that point. Yeah. So how's your family culture changed since... <laughs> like because you kind of all came in at the same time yeah like, we did and it's funny because like your dad was a pretty big skeptic because yes. he's he's on the insurance side of it so he sees kind of the yeah the administration abuse of of health services definitely he does uh yeah I think everybody but my mom was probably pretty skeptical when we oh, okay. first started <laughs> going to see you I mean Taylor and I we used to sit in the car on the way and just be angry like why are we having to do this like why are we taking time out of our life to go get adjustments like what is that but since then it's definitely changed I mean it changed for Kelly and the more that she and my mom dug into the culture and really embraced the holistic health like she went on to have three of her four babies at home and um, she's been very very natural and holistic with how she's raised my nephews and my niece and that's true for kind of all of us like we all pay a lot more attention to what we're putting into our bodies and you know if there is something that's going on we don't just immediately say you know give me a prescription to fix this like we pay attention more so to what's actually going on with our bodies and I think the fact that we all did come in kind of skeptical and it did change so much for our family is like really cool and says a lot about how much it has benefited us cool um, has there been like in your peer group like boo birds or they just think you're just the weird the weird one <laughs> um, oddly enough I have friends who are like in the medical field 
And then I have friends who are kind of in between with like nutrition and they see the value in both sides of it. And then there's me and I'm more so on like the, you know, weird end of it where I'm completely <laughs> holistic um, or at least I try to be completely holistic. But we always have really good conversations between all of us. Like, you know, we all kind of share our understanding of it and it opens a lot of conversation, especially with my friends yeah. who are in the medical profession to look at more natural options and to view the body as more than just, you know, the parts and what's going on with one thing. So I love it. I love the conversations that it generates. Cool. Is there an off limit topic like your experience with vaccines, like losing <laughs> your hair? Like, do you bring that up or is that like. I have brought that up a couple of times and I get mixed responses. Um, I don't know. Sometimes people are just like, oh, okay, Courtney, sure, <laughs> whatever. And then other times they're like, wow, you know, so what do you do now? And it does open that conversation piece. But yeah, I've had people who, when I bring it up, are just like, no, <laughs> you need your vaccines. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Cool. Um, so where, like, in what area of your health have you had to be your biggest advocate? Well, I think more so in my adult life I've had to be an advocate in every area of my health. Um, my my mom has probably been my next biggest advocate, and so yeah. I've learned a lot from her over the years um, to not just take things at face value, but to question it and dig a, a bit more. Um, but I think now that all the decisions are kind of on my plate, like I really do have to weigh my options for anything that's going on and decide if I'm going to fuel my body with things that are going to make me feel good or if I'm going to go indulge in things I should not. <laughs> <laughs> what are your go-to resources then if you have like a decision to make? Like who do you research out or what books or what, I don't know, websites, things? I go to my mom and my oldest sister a lot. Um, honestly, I look up a lot of Dr. Josh Axe's articles okay and then I reference that a lot in you <laughs> I Facebook you all the time about stuff going <laughs> on so those are kind of my first go-to's and then just whatever I can find I study a bit more and go from there cool um, like have you ever had a give up moment like you said during your cycles like kind of like suicidal thoughts like how'd you pull yourself out of those um, those were really tough and I'm really thankful for the community that I have around me because that's what has helped me. Yeah. And that continued a bit in my adult life. Um, when I start to get overwhelmingly stressed or if there's just other things going on and I haven't been paying attention to what I've been eating and I start to notice that it does affect me hormonally a lot more. Yeah. Um, and when I get into those places where it is just, it's, it's dark and it's, it's almost impossible to be like, okay, Courtney, this isn't actually what life is. Um, I have people that I go to, um, I've been trying to get into the habit of starting with like just writing down a prayer to God about what's going on yeah. and then choosing somebody to go to and be like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this right now. And it's been my community who's really helped me out. Um, one of my best friends, Kim, I go to her a lot if I'm feeling that way because she's a tough love kind of girl, but she also knows, Courtney, are you taking your vitamin B? Like those kind of things. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot. And just having a couple people who I really trust have always been the ones who have pushed me to realign my priorities as far as health goes. Yeah. 
because they know that I'll see the difference. So you grew up in the social media like realm. Yeah. Would you say people are more connected? Like, do they have a small social group like that for a community or are they more isolated? I've seen both. Um, for a very long time, for me, it was I was a lot more isolated. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until probably three years ago that I started really putting time into my friendships and building that kind of a community, knowing the people that I wanted to surround myself with. And I think social media can help with that, but you have to put in the extra effort to actually have face-to-face conversations and to build those relationships and not just, you know, see each other's posts and like them to support them. So Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Great job. <laughs> um, so as you've transitioned into adulting, like what's been the biggest challenge against your health? Like what's the biggest obstacle kind of starting a career and all that fun stuff? Oh boy, there's a lot of obstacles. I feel like adulting is hard. Um, I think, again, it kind of goes back to prioritizing my health because right now, as you know, I've got a lot of young friends and single friends. Like, we want to go out and go out and eat and have a couple drinks and just kind of hang out with each other. And it's really easy to get into a cycle of doing that where I'm not prioritizing what I am putting into my body as far as like an actual nutritious source of fuel and it's easy to get distracted when I focus on that instead and I mean relationships are important I think that's an important part of your health but I think there has to be a balance there and so that's been one obstacle that I face Um, another one is just creating healthy habits because you know now I'm an adult and if I'm bored or I'm tired or I just don't feel like cooking, then it's all too easy to just order something for delivery these days. Um, So I think really setting healthy habits and making myself get up and go work out now that I don't play soccer anymore, like that one's been tough. (laughs) So transitioning out of like competitive sports into Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's been a tough one. And I mean, I think those are like the biggest ones I'm facing right now. Yeah. Um, It's just creating the healthy habits and sticking with them when life says, hey, let's go do this instead. Gotcha. So how do you form like a why behind it at this stage of life? Like you don't have kids dependent on you or a spouse dependent on you or things like that. Like where most everyone else have interviewed, like, well, I have these kids. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't function fully, then they're screwed type of thing. Right. (laughs) Well, I think my why right now would definitely be that I know I'm not going to function at my best and be able to pursue the things that I am passionate about, which includes helping other people feel their best so that they can go pursue their purpose and their passion. And so the idea that kind of fuels me right now is if I'm living my best self and creating habits that are easy for other people to see and to mimic, then I can just as an example, be leading them to a better healthy lifestyle so that they then are functioning better and can do the things that God has told them to do in their lives. So that's that's my why. Cool. So in what so you're not in the health field like necessarily like no. um how do you then lead your peer group in that? Like cuz I think like honestly I think that's where effectiveness is going to go it's not from providers like me or government policy or things like that it's going to be here's a person they kind of took control of things and now they're the liaison 
in their community. So do people go to you now for that or are you more now at the point like I'm just setting the example and kind of creating culture and? A little bit both. Um, I do have a few friends who we feed off of each other. If we're getting into a rut or, you know, we're facing a challenge with our health, um, we go to each other for encouragement on it or for accountability on it. Yeah. and right now, for me, since I am still studying a lot of it and trying to figure out what exactly my piece is in health and wellness, um, I share things on Instagram for what I'm doing for small things in my life that impact my health. Yeah. And other than that, it's more of the within my community where, um, like I said, my friends will be like, hey, so this is going on and here's what I'm doing. Do you have any other ideas? Or if I'm struggling with meal planning, I go to my friend Kim and say, hey, what are some ideas for this? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you'd have an answer for this one, but I get a lot of, so people kind of in your parents' peer group who have made changes after their kids are already out of the house and now those kids have kids. So kind of their grandkids where now they see whatever they're just loading them up with goldfish crackers and like at least all these things how do they approach someone like your age without like still coming across as dictator mom and dad to like hey maybe you should Should (laughs) look at your your kids a little bit differently the grandkids yeah well I think it really just has to be conversational at that point because when you do have adult kids you can't you know go in like you said and be like excuse me you're doing this wrong but if you start just challenging challenging them in like a simple way like hey have you actually researched what's in that or did you see this article about how this is actually affecting their development Um, and just create the opportunity for them to educate themselves and share the knowledge that they have gained but present it in a way that gives the parents the option to study it and approach it and then hopefully make a more informed decision versus you know this is what I was raised on or this is just simple it's easy so that's my best answer for okay. that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a question I get, and I'm not in those shoes yet. Of, yeah. I have the little kids, and yeah. we're on the other spectrum. Right. <laughs> um, what do you think has been the most impactful thing you've learned kind of throughout these past decade um, that you hold on to is kind of, I don't know, just a comforting truth or something that regrounds you type of thing? I think, well... One of the most exciting things that I've finally realized is that you know God designed our bodies to heal and to function, and it doesn't necessarily need so much intervention if we're doing the things that our bodies need. And I think it's really exciting from that standpoint because then you know if something is going wrong that you can dig deeper into exactly what's going on in your life and identify maybe what's actually impacting that instead of just being like, oh, here's some symptoms, let's cover those up. Um, I think that's a really cool thing, and I try to hang on to that because it has allowed me to dig deeper into every aspect of health, which is so, I mean, it's holistic. It's all intertwined, and it can't just be here's, you know, are you physically fit? Are you yeah. mentally strong? Um, how are you handling your emotions and stress? Like it's all so connected. And I love that. It's challenging, but I love that because it helps me approach 
every area of my life with the idea of if I'm doing the things I need to be doing, you know, my body is going to heal itself and function and be this incredible thing that God designed it to be. So I think that started when I was learning from you. You know, it's not just this one thing. It's a whole. Let's look at it all. And being able to take that and run with it and dig deeper into it has, it's been the biggest thing that's impacted my journey. Cool. In your peer group, what's the, what would you say the biggest, I guess, form of stress? Is it a nutritional thing? Is it a social thing? Is it a physical thing? Is it? I think it's all of them. All of them. (laughs) I really do. Um, I mean, we just, like you said, we are so busy these days and we always feel like we have to be doing more and that leads to all different kinds of stresses and life in and of itself is full of stresses and when you're so worn out and spread so thin like it's every single one of them becomes a big stressor and a big obstacle in every area so what would you say to someone your your kind of peer group age like i'll hear these excuse oh i'm just stressed in my mind i'm like well so what like (laughs) yeah is that ever going to go away? Like right. you're not going to stop pursuing these things. Like, right. so how would you, I don't know, how would you communicate to that person as far as like, that's a stupid answer. Like, <laughs> um, probably exactly like that. You know, right. that. Those things aren't going to go away. Is this how you want to live the rest of your life? Or yeah. are, are you willing to make the changes and prioritize so that, even though you are stressed, you can handle it, you can manage it, and you can thrive in these areas instead of just feeling so worn out. Cool. And then you've gotten some other like certifications, like what have you done on the side in addition to your regular life stuff? Um, well, I am a certified essential oils coach, which I loved that study. Like It's so interesting to me why they do help and why they benefit us and the ways to use them. And so that's one thing that I try and use daily in my life is essential oils um, for different reasons. And then um, right now I'm studying holistic nutrition and to be a certified health coach. Nice. That's been crazy the amount of knowledge (laughs) that I'm trying to retain just from those studies. It's so in-depth, but I'm loving it. So you're looking to actually launch a career in that then and shift? I would, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> that's that's the goal right now. So. so with the essential oils, what would be, I don't know, like just initial ways to get people started with them? Just telling them, you know, here's one thing to use for this. Give it a shot. One thing that I do with my friends a lot is if they have a headache, I tell them to try peppermint instead of ibuprofen or Advil. Yeah. And I get such positive responses from that that people are like, oh, maybe this is a thing. So... Like for more um, like topical use or diffuse or like how would you... For, for headaches, that would be... Um, I use it topically. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. And then if people come to me because for my hormones, I use a few different oils that I diffuse. Yeah. Um, and like I'll share that combination with people. Cool. So there's a bunch of different ways that I use them. And I just try and share what I know in the ways that I do use them in my life because I feel like they do help so much. Nice. Um, we actually have a couple diffusing as we're talking. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Like, what would you say to people that are, I don't know, in your journey, like kind of go back to your days, like 
what would you have been open to receiving to hear like when you were in like the suck? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think at certain parts it got so bad that I was very interested in anything that would help. But at the same time, when you're so sick and so exhausted, anything that sounds like hard work is just like, nah, no thanks. I don't really want to do that. So I think giving simple options and sharing that there are simple steps and simple goals and things you can do daily that, you know, even if it's just drinking more water every single day that are going to benefit you. And once you start to build up those good habits, then you can take on like bigger goals and bigger challenges. And it's just, it's a process, but you don't have to look at it as this overwhelming, I have to change everything overnight. Yeah. It's here's some small steps that you can take that are really going to help you get to the next steps. Cool. For you, what was the small step that started the catalyst? Going to see you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. That was not set up on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. Um, and and my mom starting to pay a lot more attention to our nutrition. Okay. That just made us start questioning things. And um, the way that she researched so much what we were putting into our bodies and supplements that she gave us just made me realize that you do have to take a much more active hand in it but it is small steps that add up. Did she go and just clean out the cupboards? <laughs> Did um, she pull one of those on you? No, I, I don't remember her okay. doing that. I, she stopped buying things that we had gotten used to having okay. around. So just not re- replacing them. Not replacing it. them, yeah. She just phased them out. <laughs> Smart way, <yes>. Yeah. <laughs> I've had other families go home and just purge Get the whole thing. Everything. <laughs> a little bit of a shock to the kids. <laughs> I'm sure. Not a bad way to do it, though. Yeah. Um, cool. So how do we connect with you, especially with essential oils and your future nutrition stuff? I'm working on a website right now that I'm hoping to launch pretty soon. Um, it's mostly just going to be a blog to start with, but there will be contact information there. Um, other than that, you can reach me through Instagram. <laughs> I'm modern coconut right now. <laughs> so... Cool. Um, well, thanks for coming on, and we look forward to seeing your journey. And Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Commission Client Podcast. If you found that hopeful, inspiring, or entertaining, we would love some iTunes love. And as all podcasters request, please subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app. I'm Dr. Kurt Perkins, toasting you to a life of more health and less health care. <laughs>